You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Clayton's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 268. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Part two of the Shane Lamas interview will be coming up momentarily. we got a few things to cover before we get to that. So, yes, I am on TikTok. How about that? It's Reality Steve 20 on TikTok. As of right now, the plan is I'm just going to post the spoilers that I've already given you. I've given you the episode-by-episode spoilers of Clayton's season up through the final three, because that's as far as I know right now. And then every week, just basically, it's just a reminder, so you don't have to go looking back like, oh, episode three is about to start. Who gets eliminated? What happens on this episode? It'll all be there on my TikTok. It's also on the website. If you go to Bachelor Spoilers Season 26, that's the desktop part. On mobile, it says Clayton Spoilers. You can't miss it. And it breaks down every episode spoiler up until the final three. So just another way to add on social media things to do and another avenue to reach people because, believe it or not, and I didn't even know this until two weeks ago, TikTok is the most used platform on all of social media. Instagram isn't even in the top ten anymore, which is crazy. Because Instagram was the one that took over, what, four or five years ago? And everyone's like, oh, Instagram this and Instagram that, Instagram ads. And now they're not even in the top ten. TikTok is the number one platform. So it doesn't mean if you don't follow me on TikTok, you're going to miss out on something. Not at all. You're still going to get the same stuff on my podcast, on my other social media channels, Instagram and Twitter. And it's just basically me verbalizing and you know throwing up a few graphics talking about the spoilers in the episode. You know, I recorded one the other night, and it just goes to show that I had no clue whatsoever how long I took. I thought the video was maybe a minute, and it ended up being two minutes and 18 seconds. So I'm going to try and tighten those up. My niece is helping me because she's a 17-year-old girl, and that's her whole life, TikTok. So hopefully I'll get better at it. I'll make the videos a little more streamlined, a little tighten them up a little bit, And just, you know, lay out, hey, here are the dates, here's the drama, here's who gets the roses, and here's who goes home at the end of the episode. So look for that uh, coming up. I do want to say, and I brought this up last week before part one of the Shane interview, part two of this interview is all about her life post-Bachelor. She's had a lot go on, clearly. She married a guy after eight hours in Las Vegas and stayed with him for 11 years and had two kids until this past or last May when they broke up. I recorded the full interview two weeks ago, so I just decided to split it up into two parts. And, you know, there are some things that she says on this podcast where you're like, wow, that's probably not something that she should be saying about the father of her children. However, I do I do want to put this disclaimer out there. She I'm not going to censor anybody. They can say whatever they want about anything. But I do want to say this because I didn't know this. I found this out after the fact. She showed me the screenshots of a lot of the stuff that when Shane filed for divorce back in May, a lot of the Instagram stories that Nick Ritchie was posting were way worse than anything she says on this podcast. It's up to you to determine, does that make it right? But I think she had every right to say what she wanted to say. And you'll hear about their marriage. You'll hear about the struggles. You'll hear about their life. It's... There's a lot of stuff in here, and I don't want to really waste any more time um, with this particular podcast uh, and, you know, beat around the bush, and uh, there's nothing else to talk about for Clayton season, so um, we're going to get right into uh, podcast number 268. But before we get started with that, I do want to talk to you about a new sponsor we have, Beachbody. We're all busy, can find an excuse not to work out. It's the new year. This is where everybody says, all right, this is it. I'm going to get in shape. You know, turn things around, new year, new me, whatever you want to call yourself. You know, you kick things off with a resolution that you can actually keep. It's not about crazy workouts every day. It's about making the most of the time that you have. And for me, that's going to be working out with Beachbody. 
Beachbody lets you stream over 1,500 of the hottest workouts from top trainers to all your devices, TV, phone, tablet, anytime, anywhere. Working out with Beachbody, it just works. There's no travel time to the gym. I can wear whatever I want. Nobody sees me. There's zero pressure on keeping up with what everyone else is doing because I'm at home. Try any one of their programs free for 14 days. Like the Lift 4 for me is what I need because I need a combination of weights and HIIT training, high-intensity interval training. It's a game changer, and it's only four days a week. No gimmicks, no fads, just proven workouts to get results. With millions of success stories, why try anything else? You can lose up to nine pounds in 14 days with Beachbody. Join me and start for free today. Go to Beachbody.com slash Steve to get 14 days totally free. That's Beachbody.com slash Steve. Results vary based on starting point and effort. Now, let's get going. Part two, Shane Lamas, here she comes. Podcast number 268. The interesting stuff, really, I mean, that's that's your bachelor season in a nutshell. You know, you mentioned it earlier that Mike Fleiss essentially promised you, like, hey, sorry for getting you this dud bachelor. Let me get you a, a show on E, and that's how Leave it to Lamas came up. And, you know, you look at it. You know, Mike Fleiss was the executive producer on Leave it to Lamas. And yes. So... So E called me in, E called Mike Fleiss because I'm signed my life away, right, to The Bachelor. So E already knows the drill. And E calls Mike Fleiss and says, we'd like to, you know, possibly do a show around Shane. Um, And so Mike calls me and he's like, hey, you know, after all that you've been through, guess what? I'm going to give you a show. We're going to, I'm going to, let's go meet with E. And so that show, Leave It to Lamas, was actually supposed to be a completely different show than what it ended up being. And then, you know, obviously it ended because it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. So, well, here's um, the thing. I, I maybe saw, I, I remember seeing it at the time. I don't think I watched all eight episodes, but I remember mm -hmm. coming across it. I don't remember it at all. So Mm -hmm. tell me what was it supposed to be versus what it ended up turning into? So E wanted to do a show around me, like Shane and her life. Um, and my family was involved in the show, but you know, it, the show would almost like, um, oh my God, what, Anna Nicole Smith. Do you remember that show on E? Yeah. Okay. So they almost kind of wanted to do like that type of vibe where it's like, you know, they would follow me around and what my life was at the time. And at the time it was like, you know, I was in Hollywood and did, and my family were just players in my life. Um, and then my dad wouldn't sign on and left. He had all episodes and, you know, it wasn't my show, it was his show. And so that was an interesting thing, how it kind of all twist and turned, um, because we needed my dad to sign on. Like all we wanted, you know, him to do was just like be in an episode or two. And cause it would just be weird if he wasn't. And, um, you know, so it turned into like the Oh shit Shane show to basically a family show, you know, but it just didn't work because it's, that wasn't the dynamic, you know what I mean? It just, it was so, and the way that the, the Mike Slice production company does things is so like shady and secretive that they tried to do that with our show. And it just, I would be, I was so mad all the time because they were trying to like do things shady and set things up that I didn't know about. And it's like, no, 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 this isn't the bachelor. We're filming like my life, a reality show, like they just made it so cheese ball that I was, I was just done. And the way that they put my family up there, my dad, the whole way that it was produced was just shit. And Mike Fleiss was going through personal issues at the time. So he was kind of MIA from that whole production. And it just, it just didn't work. It didn't work. Well, I like I said, I remember coming across it back in 2009 when it aired, but 
Yeah, I don't I don't really remember it at all. But what I and then that's why, like, I went to Vegas and I married the first person I saw because I was so done with Hollywood. <laughs> right after that show and that season, I was like, I don't want to do any of this anymore. <laughs> and well, I went to Vegas. Well, see, that's the thing. So November 29th, I was looking at Wikipedia again. I'm not getting this yeah. off the top of my head. November 29th, 2009 is when the finale for Leave it to Lamas aired. And when did the actual you getting to Vegas and everything happening with your then-husband, Nick Ritchie, when was that? When did you get married? It was in nine- April. Of what? April 2010. Okay, so the next... Okay, so about four months after the show ends. Yep. You say you're just in a... You're, you're, you're in a horrible headspace... And you end up going to Vegas for what? You girls weekend and then you meet this random guy? Is that what it was? Um, I went to Vegas for my little sister's cheerleading competition with my ex stepmother, Shauna Sands. Yes. Who we end up getting I wasn't even there to party. Like I went to Vegas we drove to Vegas and Shauna's Bentley for my little seven-year-old sister's cheerleading competition, Shauna and I end up getting into an argument about something. I leave the competition area at the Plaza Hotel and I go sit at, you know, a bar and I'm playing Jack or Blackjack or whatever yeah. just to get away. And that's when Nick Ritchie comes up to me and tries to hit on me. And I'm just like not in the mood. For some reason, he gets my number and I only ended up going out with him that night because I just needed to get out of the fucking hotel room that I was in with Shauna Sands. Okay. And so I ended up going out with this guy because I would take anything over being in the hotel room with her for another minute. And yeah. that's how that all <laughs> So you're out on the town with Nick. Are you guys both drunk or what what's the inebriation state at this point? Um it wasn't even drunk. It was just kind of more of like I come from LA where all of my options just seem just just and he was like interesting and interested in me and he was interested in the fact that like I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> because I mean, I'm sure that everybody has this question. Like, no matter how great you guys hit it off and how great it was going that night, and it's in Vegas, how do you then? I don't know. You know, it's so hard to put myself back in there because I, I, it was just kind of like, you want to get married? Let's like. I just thought he was the coolest person ever. Like we just had such a great time. Like, and I just needed to take it to the next level. Apparently I have no idea, but like the next day I marry this guy and I don't realize like that, you know, I just thought we were going to date. You know what I mean? But like do it backwards. I literally, I don't even know. It just all happened so fast, really. Yeah. Well, you know what's fun? I mean, you know what's kind of funny about it is back in 2008, that's comedy like a crate, you know, or 2010, like you said. It's a crazy thing. Like, holy shit, these people got married the same night that they met or whatever. Hell, now you got reality TV shows where people are getting married at first sight. Like, you had, right. a, you had at least spent eight hours with Nick. Not that it makes it any better, but <laughs> now people are literally walking down the aisle and seeing their future spouse Right when they walk down the aisle is the first time right. they've ever exactly. seen them. So now it's not even Thank as crazy you. as much anymore. Um, and I come from like a world where like that isn't that crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean you've had like you. I haven't. Don't you have like seven or eight stepmoms? Yeah. So here's the thing: we marry, we end up going on this whole like newlywed. You know, I moved to Phoenix to be with him, and like. You know, when I found out about what he did, I looked at it like a tabloid, but for like online, you know what I mean? Like I didn't look at it like he was hurting anybody yeah. or I just looked at it from an entertain, you know, an entertainment stance, like basic entertainment. That's all I assumed. Like I looked at it like we look at Press Hilton, you know, at the time like yeah. that, that was all just normal. 
And it was just another form of entertainment. And he happened to be a blogger. And that was like, you know, up and coming and new and different. And I didn't know much about it. But but more or less the whole dirty thing, I stayed so far away from it. Like I was just in my own la-la world being a wife and, you know, making our little life. And I just completely stayed out of it. Um, there, I would get requests all the time, like your husband, da, 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 and I would go and I would have him delete whatever, you know, people would ask me because I, I would just be like, why wouldn't you delete this? They're asking me to ask you to delete it, delete it. Like, I just didn't see, I didn't understand it all. So he would do that because he just didn't want to have to explain to me like, no, he really wants to ruin these people's lives. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, well, first up, when, when the wedding happens and it gets out or whatever, what did your family say? Well, everybody was, Every, my dad was mortified, livid. I mean, my grandmother was livid. Everybody was so upset that I was this stupid to do this. And I'm like, you guys, like, we're, it's not like, you know, at the end of the world, like, I'll just annul it. Like, I just didn't, I was so just naive, you know, I was just, I don't know. I was just so like, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? Like, what else am I doing in my life right now? I can be a wife. So, okay, that happens. You're married. You move, Like you said, you moved right away to where he was based out of, which was Arizona, right? You guys were in Phoenix? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Scottsdale. Yeah. Scottsdale. So as it's going on, and I know you're saying, like, what's the big deal or whatever, as you're getting to know him, because like we said, The Bachelor, you barely spend any time, and then once you got mm -hmm. to know Matt, you were like, not a good guy, not for me or whatever. As you were getting to know Nick, what were the feelings there? Um, it was different because, like, you know, I knew Nick for him, you know what I mean? And so it was just kind of like a whirlwind kind of few years. And I got pregnant a year later in, into our marriage. So it's like the first year was just like I was, you know, just living this, like, wife life I don't know like and it hmm. he, you know and it was kind of like in his prime so he was popular and it was just kind of like you know I was put on a certain pedestal in Scottsdale and we just kind of lived this like great life and you know I was introducing him to people to people in Hollywood and that type of thing and then I got pregnant and it's only when my daughter was born did I start to see like the flaws in this person. Well, the next thing, I guess, big thing that came up in your guys' lives outside of your daughter press being born after that, a couple years later, you guys go on couples therapy on VH one, which was honestly a show that I was addicted to. Um, because I really, I really enjoyed it because I thought it was very well done. And, you know, you have reality shows that are like, you know, kind of, as we know, Bachelor's kind of scripted. You're told, to, you're not told to read lines, but you're basically put in situations where they expect a certain result. Couples therapy Absolutely. is basically just like put a camera in a room with you and a therapist and go to town. Like, it's just, right. it's not right. fake. I mean, I'm sure there's some scenes that are, you know, they have to do for dramatic effect. But the bottom line is you guys were basically filmed going to uh Marriage counseling, essentially, is what it was. And right. I that was it was very a very real, a very real production. Yes. Yeah, and I remember watching that, and you guys were, you know, the other people on your season, you know, too short, and yeah, JoJo, Alex McCord, and Simon Van Van Campen, and yeah, yeah, and you uh, guys that, had the you you guys had the Courtney Stoddard and Doug, Doug Hutchins. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, oh boy. Um, maybe we could talk about them for a little bit. Oh, my God. But you guys. Literally, I never wanted to punch somebody so much than I did with that girl. I, I, I couldn't. I was so. And then Dr. Jen would be like, 
you just, there's something inside of you that she's reflecting on you. And I'm like, no, I just want to sock her because she's annoying as fuck. Like, <laughs> no, there's nothing inside of me that's reflecting that I'm seeing in her of me. Like, no, 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 no. I just need her to get the hell out of here. Yeah, she's she's a 16-year-old married to a 51-year-old. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, there's something like, seriously wrong with this. Yeah. I was just so, like... I am now. I'm just like, no, dude, this is wrong. Like, what? I don't care what show we're doing here. Like, this is just fucking wrong. You guys, you and Nick were, I thought, I mean, Courtney and Doug were probably the biggest names on that show, but you and Nick, I thought, were the couple that got the most attention on that season. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of your problems were brought to the forefront, how... um. Mainly his job, which was right, the, which right, was the dirty right. dot com, and right. which all the dirty was is him commenting on submissions being sent in by other people, trashing women, and right. And there was also like a would you section yeah. where he would say if he would fuck her or not. Like there's certain things that he that crossed the line to me that were very much problematic in our marriage. And if I did go onto the dirty, you know, at night and see these comments, like seeing that he would say, you know, I can see myself in her eyes, like that type of stuff. It just got to me, even though whatever it is, like I just there, there came a tipping point to to it. I mean, we had a child together. It was like, OK, I'm done. Like you need to elevate yourself because this is not going to work for me anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like we're getting older. You need to, you know, this whole like Nick Ritchie, I'm obsessed with person. Like you need to, you need to start pondering what, you know, something else here because this is not going to work. And basically Dr. Jen said, look, if you want this lifestyle and you, you know, want all these nice things and da, da 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 then you need to back off and let him do what he does so he can make a living for you too. And that's, that's basically what that whole show was, was me accepting the fact that my husband, you know, sold himself and said horrible things, which he didn't mind at all, you know, about women and the, that whole thing. Like I would look on his phone and he'd just have, text messages from girls of naked breasts and I was just supposed to accept it like him saying oh it's work and I'm just supposed to be like oh okay yeah no problem like no you know what was was the stuff he was getting on his phone were these women hitting on him or this was for the site well yeah but okay so like he would get text messages like on his phone from women or this or that because he was always trying to break stories and Mm. you know like these women would text him, Hey, I'm having an affair with Tyrego Woods or whatever. And I'm, you know, here's proof. And he would be talking to these women. It just became very much for whatever reason. It was just, but there's a line, there's like a certain line that was just always crossed. Yeah. And, and whenever I would bring it up, it would, you know, there would be a fight and I just felt completely disrespected all the time. And my feelings just, you know, plus he's just crazy and he just is so into himself. Like we only did that show because he begged me to go do the show. You know, it's like, we're really not going to get real therapy on a reality show. Like, yeah, we can discuss our problems, but it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's for the paycheck. We did that show. And that's that, you know? Yeah. Well, I think so, it's, I, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting that you, you know, you talk about that and, you know, I had during that time, during the, you know, late 2000, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, and then the early aughts, you know, this was, you know, when we talked about it a little bit before we started recording here about my, my writings and the stuff that I was writing about, which was kind of along the same lines of the stuff that Nick was doing and other sites like right. Superficial and What Would Tyler Durden Do and Perez Hilton, where it was just, let's just make as many objectifying women comments as we can to get a rise out of people. And while right. it, while it wasn't, it certainly wasn't right 
it was accepted at that time. And it doesn't make it an excuse because I can't stand looking back on the stuff that I wrote back then. I just can't believe I wrote it. I know why I wrote it. Because right. it was just trying to fit in with the crowd. Because that's what everybody right. was doing. That's what all the sites but were doing. But here's the thing. There's a difference between you and Nick. With you, I would it hope was so. kind of like that's what was happening. And that's what people were entertained by going on and wasting their time on a blog. Reading funny comments, you know, about what, you know, they were thinking but never would say. But you were saying. Yeah. Nick, with Nick what I've come to realize after be a decade with him is it was all intentional, like to intentionally harm this person's life because it, every case got so far deep into, I mean, women I've heard so many stories about, and he's known women, you know, like for me to be alive as his ex-wife right now is insane because what he just put me through the last six months, I should have killed myself a long time ago. No, no, like there's, it's in, it's insane that I'm alive because of what he put me through, let alone all these just innocent people. He just took it to a different level. And that's the difference between you and somebody like Nick Ritchie. What was he, when you say he was going after these innocent people or in, he was going after them intentionally, what was his, I guess, end goal? Why was he going after people he didn't know? If it was if it was people that had spurned him or something like that, I could maybe understand, like he wanted right. to put them on blast. Why was he going after random strangers and just trying to ruin their life? He just got off on the fact that he had the power hmm. to ruin somebody's life. And then through that, he loved the power that he had. Okay, so like um, if he said something bad about a nightclub, their business would be shunned. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. No, he, the Dirty he, was the website back in the so day. So he had, he was obsessed with that power. And to maintain that power, he mm. had to ruin small time people's lives. Small time meaning like people that, you know, to him didn't matter. People in the middle of Wisconsin or whatever. And just to prove like he can completely ruin somebody's life. Like he will hold, there. there is no end for him. Like, if you cross him, you know what I mean? You will be completely, your life will be ruined. Every secret, every family member, everything will be shared. You will never be able to Google your name without, you know, and he just was obsessed with that. And so that's why all these nightclubs started to, um, you know, buy ads from him because they all wanted him on his side. I mean, I cannot tell you how many people in the nightclub industry after we divorce tell me i cannot believe you were married to that person and i'm just like what do you mean you've acted like his best friend for eight years and he's like no that was all business this is all business i would never ever trust that guy with two cents and it just it just shows you He's, you know, that power he was just in control of. And that's the sick part about it. Like you were doing it as an entertainment. You know, it, you're right. It was so acceptable back before the Me Too movement. And now, you know, it's not, which it should have never been. But there's a certain power behind that that he thrived on. Yeah. No, I it's 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 really it's a really fascinating study in basically social behavior. But for you and during that and you're finding all this stuff out and you're seeing what he's doing. Obviously, I'm guessing at that point it is where it started taking a toll on your relationship, because there are going to be people listening to this right now saying, well, Shane, you stayed with him 11 years. Like, how did you yeah. how did you last that long with him? And what is your answer to that? I, I'm curious to know. How did, yeah, how did well, you not leave him earlier? It's it's kind of like, it's basically, it's almost like I, it took me five years to plan my escape. Like, that's my answer. Hmm. This person, like, I knew once I was going to divorce this person and leave and file divorce, I was going to have to fight 
like I have never fought to survive in my life. I knew that he was going to put my kids through the ringer. He was going to put my life through the ringer. Like this person I know and I've witnessed, there is no holding. Like if he feels crossed or, you know, and he did once I filed divorce papers, like he just always was like, you're you're nothing without me, Shane. You're, you know, he's the true narcissist that shaped my mind into thinking that I really was nothing without him. But in reality, that's so crazy to think now, but like in this bubble, because I was the wife and he was the one that went out and made the money. And that's how we kind of set up this life. Um, And so he was able to use that over me, you know, power wise. Yeah. But I actually introduced him to the people that he's now making good money and how he's kind of evolved from the dirty and all that because of what I introduced him to and, you know, telling him like he's got to evolve and step up and he can't be the dirty guy, you know, all his life and be in nightclubs till he's 60. But, um, well, how was Anyhow. it? How, how was it like with kids and raising? Was he always out, and you were the one? Yeah. So that's what. So, and I got, I got away with it because my kids. I just they've just kept me busy, and I've been the one raising my kids, reading them books at night, giving them a bath, doing everything for the kids and my home. That Nick was just out, always doing whatever he wanted to do. And I, there came a point a few years ago where like, you know, we've been in separate bedrooms since my daughter was born because he would say that he can't sleep because the baby's crying because press was crying in her crib at night. And, you know, and so he, ever since then, it kind of evolved into then him having his own like wing in the house. So when we talk about, we have been living separate lives for so many years um, I was able to kind of like escape from that and just focus on my kids. But it came to the point where I knew like I had to leave because if I didn't do it now, it was just never, I was just giving it, giving up, you know? Yeah. And so you finally filed or you guys ended up getting divorced in May of this year. So you guys, I um, filed, yeah, you filed. And then he went on to say that I completely blindsided him and we were, I mean, just the whole victim. Oh, it's just terrible. Yeah. So when you, when you get divorced in May, so you've been divorced seven months now, what has everything kind of been like since then? I know you kind of briefly mentioned it earlier, but you said, you know, basically don't cross Nick Ritchie because he's kind of, yeah. Gone all guns blazing so, after you. He's, he's absolutely tried to ruin my life, but I've been able to survive because I am a, you know, I'm, I, I'm survived, survived Hollywood life. So I think I could survive anything, but I mean, just from little things, like I walk out to go take my kids to just private school and my car is gone. You know, he like sold my G wagon on Instagram and posted about it. And I'm like, what do you want me to take Uber to drop our kids off at private school? Like he just tried to make my life such a living nightmare and embarrass me in hell that I always somehow just rose above it and figured it out. And I just never let him win. And we finally were able to come to an agreement to just sign and be done with it. Um, Right now it's kind of like a phase. It just, it's with him, it's up and down. I never know who I'm going to get, what I'm going to get. So I'm just glad I'm not married to the person anymore, but um, I'm focused on my new year and new things that you know, now I can kind of do me, which I have never really done in the past 10 years and probably get back out there and, you know, make some money and have a career and 
You know, I mean, it, it's funny because I was going to do the Housewives of Orange County. And then this, I filed for divorce. And so we kind of, in the Orange County Housewives, that's kind of a whole different topic for a different day. But they're they're just kind of like rearranging it and da da da. So anyways, this season, they just kind of threw a season up there. But I am looking to get, like, I, I want to do it. I just don't, I want it to be at, in the right time of my life. And last year, it was not. So now I think, you know, this new year will be definitely some exciting things for me to just kind of get my life and my confidence and myself back. And that's what I'm looking forward to and excited for. Well, it sounds like, I mean, for 11 years, you were living your life for somebody else. It didn't right. sound like you had much of your own life. And Absolutely. It's got to be uh, a little bit different now and, you know, some sort of, you know, freedom or whatever you want to call it. Um, a, a sense it of freedom. It absolutely is freedom. Whoever, if you to anybody who's been married to or with a narcissist and you get you get out of it and you get out alive it is completely freedom i feel like fucking britney spears i swear to god <laughs> in a sense i could i could say, i could see that yeah because you've almost felt trapped for 11 mm-hmm. years i was like a trophy wife and you know all this image stuff that I just is just not me that you know I wake up and it's just like wow who are you like I haven't seen you in a while you know what I mean just because it just hasn't been living for me it's been for my kids and for that person that it's so completely hard to please you know yeah no I it's got to be tough I, I I'm curious of what you know, because once the dirt it didn't didn't the dirty go through a whole phase where they stopped doing what they were doing. But just while we've been on the phone, I pulled up the dirty, and it's the same stuff that I remember from two thousand nine. It's the same. Yeah. So the dirty he sold um, like three years ago. So I there's new owners to it. I don't. Okay. Know so who. they're still doing the same stuff, but it's not him. He has nothing to do. I with don't this. know what the owner. I don't even know what it is. It's to be same, honest, it's the same stuff. Yeah. It's here's a girl and she's a slore and you know um yeah i mean is there ads on there like is it making yeah. money Looks, I, yeah there's I ads mean, down the right hand column and up to, at the top yeah yeah so, so he so he has nothing to do with it though he's not he's not the one writing these yeah, reviews of he has women. nothing to do with it anymore like literally he doesn't even go and check it out like okay. so what is what does nick do now what is his so nick, what is his thing so he he actually, funny, it's like, what is he not doing? He's, I don't, so right now he's a media, like, consultant. That's what he was doing, where I don't really know. He sells, like, ads, but he has a website called celebmag.com. Okay. And if you pull it up, it you can kind of just see it's just, like, a shit show of whatever he's kind of trying to do. Celeb, which, celebmag.com? Uh-huh. I must be spelling it wrong. Um, so, celebmag.com. It's saying... Or maybe Celeb Magazine? Uh, maybe it's magazine. Um, magazine.com. Okay, yeah, it's celebmagazine.com. Okay. It just looks like... Um, so you can kind of, as you scroll through it, like it's just a bunch of... I don't really know what it is. You kind of... It's cele- it's It's... Like celebrity news mixed with the you know um po- politic po- <laughs> politics story travel stuff like it's just kind yeah, of it's sports kinda, and yeah. then he's like filming like like himself he'll like film himself in like I don't know eating at the best restaurants I have no idea okay I really it's kind of just it's him trying to figure out who he is. That's what that is. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's, okay, Celeb Magazine is now part of the Richie Media Corporation. So he's got, he's running, okay. Yeah, and the Richie Media is new. So, like, as far as, like, since we signed, like, last week, he 
he's opened up new companies because during our divorce, he was moving money around, trying to do this. Like, I mean, just everything shady under the sun. And so the companies that were under, he just, yeah. So what you're reading is all probably new. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like as far as like seven days new. So who knows what he's doing. But (laughs) as long as he, um, you know, takes care of my kids, well, he has them. That's all that matters. Okay. Um, Yeah, it just looks like, okay. I'll get off this site. But, yeah, it's basically just a bunch of links to stories that you can see on any other site. It's just like he's taking a bunch of stories and just playing right. it like, hey. Uh, but it looks like he does some interviews with people in the media and, you know, nightclub scene and stuff like that where he'll talk to them and put a, an interview up. So, um, yes. Okay. Uh, so for him, that's okay. So that's what he's doing. Like I said, you're about seven months divorced now. And, you know, you've got stuff that you want to do with your life. And is there anything that you could tell us or that you have lined up or you don't want to jinx anything or you just don't want to say anything right now? Um, well, I mean, there's there's a few things definitely on the back burner that have come to the forefront now. OK. And um, we, I go into production in February of 2022 that, yeah, next year for another thing. And then, like I said, housewives, I'm been working with casting and production, trying to figure out where I fit in on that whole thing, because I am an orange County. Well, I mean, now I'm an ex housewife, but I guess that doesn't matter. (laughs) They're all exes on there. So, you know, I, I've become like an orange County, like this is my home, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I kind of want that whole franchise. I, I've always said, if I'm going to do it, I want it to be right. And, um, the right cast and the right crew. And right now they're kind of like, you know, so that could be something definitely, on the horizon coming up because now that my divorce is finalized and I can freely move about. Yeah. (laughs) So this is all very, very new stuff. Literally just signed the divorce papers last week. So, um, it should be very interesting as far as where my life goes. And, uh, for sure. I'm not a really big Instagram updater person. Like I'm very much a mom. And, um, if I do a project, like I will be out there, you know, promoting that project, but I'm just not like, I don't know how these influencers do it. Like, it's amazing to me. It's really like a Kim Kardashian. Like you have to have so much passion to literally, do your makeup and hair every single day and get up and do content and go take pictures. It's just never been like my thing, but I definitely am going to try a lot harder to, you know, update and, and stay out there, but you will be seeing me again on that TV for sure. Okay. Just out of curiosity, when you were going through everything, either before your divorce or even after your divorce, did you ever connect with Dr. Jen and ask to talk to her or was that long? There was nothing So there. the funny thing is, is Nick is, that is his therapist. So oh, I've Oh, really? Of, <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah. So, which I, I found out through the d- divorce documents because you see everything that they've spent, you know, on and, Dr. Jen, Dr. Jen, Dr. Jen. I don't know really what she's been doing because he definitely has not seemed to be like a person who's gotten any therapy or any direction whatsoever, but he's paid her. So he has been getting therapy from her, which is, which is great. I mean, I, I hope he's, you know, continues, but yeah, so that's probably why. Okay. He's always he's always kept a relationship with like any celebrity type of person that he's met. That's just who he is. Um, even if it's a fake thing. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's almost a. I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. It makes it's all it's it's a business thing. Just like right, just like, like I would, like I would probably if I were to go therapy, I would actually find somebody that is you know trained in what I need. My therapy, like marriage, whatever. And yeah, Dr. Jen is, but he only went to her because of that celebrity. Like I said, he's an Instagram dad. So it's like everything that falls under that umbrella as a type of person, that's, you know, what that is. Does any part of you worry about when Press and Lion, your your daughter and your son, get older and they look back on this and they see this. I mean, what, what do they know? Uh, does obviously I'm sure press would know more than lion just because she's 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, well, press knows press knows that her and her and uh, you know, her mother and father got married after knowing each other for a very short period in Vegas. I mean, she knows a lot of this. She doesn't know like the marriage stuff. And look, I, as an adult, talk to my father about what happened between them. And it's like, when you get older, it's, there's just an acceptance part of life that happens. And I've just accepted that my parents, you know, they went through whatever they went through and they didn't end up together. And that's, that's fine. That's not something, you know, it's my story. And at the end of the day, whenever she learns it, or when she comes to me and asks me about it, I will, you know, tell her the appropriate things that her appropriate age would understand. And, you know, I'll always be truthful with her. Yeah. No, I think it's, I mean, it's good. I just, I didn't know if this was something that. But as far as like the dirty stuff, my daughter has no idea about that. Okay. But she will at some point when she gets. That stuff that she will learn obviously and ask her father about and he will have to answer to her for that you know i'm curious what do you think he what do you think he's going to say to her about that he'll probably just say stuff like um you know he'll probably just say it made money and that's how i made money and lie probably Mm. you know (laughs) he's it's just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is is has has the because it seems like like when the marriage first went down or the the divorce first went down, it got it was a little contentious. You said it's gotten um, a little bit better. Are you guys at least civil right now? And yes, I mean, like we can drop the kids off and like be civil. Okay. Um. But it, it just depends on his, on where he's at. You, one day he blames me for his life that he feels is completely ruined, you know. And the next he's like dating a hooker. So I, you know, it's, <laughs> and I see my daughter following her on Instagram and I'm just like, wait, what? Wait, that, uh, wait. <laughs> why are you following this person? Oh, it's dad's friend. Okay, but she's half naked. Please unfollow her. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I know. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, welcome to 2022, everyone. Is, so he, does he have a a steady girlfriend or is he just kind of still being a. I think he's trying to find one currently. He doesn't have a steady, I mean, I don't know, to be honest. I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know if he is. It just sounds like he's still not yearning for the life that he once had, but it sounds like his idea of what he wants to do on the weekends probably differs from yours. Oh, right. Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. And, you know, it always has. Well, it seems- he kind of, you know, he kind of always has wanted that, you know, social life that I naturally have. Yeah. If I wanted it, does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. And so I'm more of like a home buddy realist type of person in the moment, you know, and he lives for kind of like, um, 
he lives for the views and the content and the, you know, the stuff that to me doesn't matter or mean anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there comes a point where like your job, there's a certain amount of, you know, attention you have to give to whatever you're doing for a living to make your living. But other than that, it shouldn't go past that, you know, and I don't know. I just, he very, he lives a very unauthentic life. And I did for the longest time marry being married to him. And I finally got away from that. And I'm trying to now live my authentic life, you know, and that's that's being a mom and trying to figure out this crazy world like us all. Yeah. And and, I mean, that's all you, that's all you can do at this point. Obviously when you're with somebody for 11 years, even if it didn't seem like you were in a marriage for the last half or three quarters of your, of your marriage, um, it definitely is probably a feeling that you have not felt in a really long time. And, how could you, right. you know, you Absolutely. are, you are now a single mom and you have to find a way to co-parent with, with an ex that has caused issues in the past yep. to say the least. And, yep. you know, I, I wish you the best in that. And I hope that you guys can be civil and it continue can, to be civil and, you know, doesn't Thank affect your you. kids and doesn't affect your kids going forward. And, you know, um, and, and speaking of that, just one last thing. What is, I mean, to to tell us a little bit more about press and lion, um, what is what is press into? What, like, what's the stuff that she's? Because it's so, the, the the brief stuff that I've seen on Instagram. She's definitely a mini you. Yes, yes, <laughs> she she is me, but a hundred times smarter, a hundred times funnier. She's me, but everything that I couldn't achieve press is an incredible little being. And um, she's got her hands in so many different things and she's so artistic. She's so involved in her school and the community. She just did a play for her school and was the lead in that. And she's just received an award for um, children's theater in orange County for one of the best actors, actresses. I mean, she just takes something and turns it into absolute gold. And I mean, we're just talking about a little community school play. You know what I mean? But she's, I like to, I want my kids to have that community vibe growing up. Um, Nick has always wanted her to kind of go and meet with an agent. And I've just been so against it. Because I just want my kids to go to school and not have to rip them out to take them auditions to L.A. Yeah, I know press, you know, can be successful. But at the end of the day, I'd rather her have a career or a childhood before a career. There's always time for that. Um, Lion is in karate. He's right now basketball. And so my kids are just typical very involved children in all things and they've got their own, you know, friends and, and we're in Orange County, which is a fantastic place to raise children. So I couldn't be more proud as a mother, um, even though they've had quite the year, but hopefully that's all behind us and, you know, they're just going to thrive more. I just have one final comment to make, and it was on something that I observed on your Instagram and yes. about press. You have failed miserably in not letting press realize you were in the car. It was press, Lion, and one of her friends, mm-hmm. and you had a Britney Spears song on, and press didn't know who Britney Spears was. She said, I think, is it Lady Gaga? And you're like, yeah. no, this isn't Lady Gaga. You know, yeah, and I'm just like, how does she not know who Britney Spears is? You know what and I mean? Then, and you're like, like, wait, she's 10. Oh, yeah, she wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I have to, like, put myself and think, well, maybe I didn't show her, you know, I'm a slave for you because she's 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that video. I thought that was really cute. But I was like, oh, man, she doesn't know who Britney Spears is. But then again, that just made me feel old, That the fact that somebody doesn't right. know 
um, who Britney Spears is or didn't recognize her music. You know, I know. Isn't that crazy? I know. Like that was uh... the generations these days. I mean, it's such a trip because it's just so. I mean, I'm sure our parents said the same thing about us and when we were coming up, but it's oh, yeah. just so different. Oh, it's how they're they see the world than how we saw the world. It's so different. It's yeah, so I mean, different. when I you know when I was in middle school and high school, there was no Instagram, there was no Twitter, there was no social media, there was no cell phones. You had to actually call somebody and talk to them. If, yep, they, if you didn't the see them, yeah, if you didn't see them at school, you could, you had to pass a note to somebody right. to or write a letter and put it in a mailbox for, for them to if it was somebody out of state or even out of city like it. Yep. You know, yep. I, I have you, and you like if you had a boyfriend, you had to call the family house oh, yeah. and be like, hi, can I talk to yeah, you? Is, know, like, is, is Shane there? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I, it's I like, no, she's eating dinner right now. <laughs> she can't come to the phone. It's past nine. Can you call back tomorrow? Yeah. And someone calling and someone trying to uh, date you in in, yep. in high school had to talk to Lorenzo Lamas at that point. I know. I know. It's amazing. And now it's like these kids have their own cell phones. <laughs> they got their oh own, they got their own line. They got Snapchat. They got TikTok. Deal. Yeah. 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 I know. It's really so. I'm trying to keep up. I really am. <laughs> um, speaking of your dad, how, I'm curious. How many times have you seen Greece? Oh my gosh, a dozen. <laughs> so many. A dozen. Because, I've seen it. Yeah, probably twelve dozen. <laughs> yeah, I can. I could. The scene with him. I know every scene that he's in. I. I could. It's literally. I watch it. You know that was his first movie role ever. Oh yeah. No, I knew that. And it was him and uh, Travolta. He went out for Travolta's part, right? Yeah. But um, they thought my dad was just so handsome that they they thought he looked too much like John. So they bleached my dad's hair. So he had that blonde bleached hair so he wouldn't look like John and they could give him that part. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, I can't even believe he's in that thing. It's like, it's crazy to think like even when I see that when they play it on TV and whatnot, it just is crazy to think that that Lorenzo Lamas basically yeah got his start on. He was eighteen Greece. years old. He was he was parking cars at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and my grandfather was like a major superstar back in the day with my my step grandmother Esther Williams, and he lived with them. But my grandfather made my dad have job, you know. Yeah. And he got that part and it just, you know, but, oh man, I just, sometimes I'm just like, it's crazy. And to, to this day, my dad, I mean, he's in better shape than my brother, oh, you know? Yeah. I oh. mean, the guy is just a machine. And he's what, 60? He's in a, what is he, 63 he likes, now? Yeah, he'll be 63 in January, yep. That is crazy. Maybe man. 64, I don't know, God, 63... Yeah. 62 yeah okay so. no yeah it uh, i'm on his wikipedia it says he'll be 64 in january yeah okay yeah there we go january yeah. 20th yeah i think he's i mean i mean the line of the movie for well, not the, the of the movie but the one line in regards to your dad is you know you still going out with that jock strap that was that, yeah. on the track that's a great line <laughs> um when John Travolta at in in the malt shop where she's wanting to put the song on and John Travolta like waves at him and you know it just yep it's so yep. funny and then he oh and then, my god it's yeah. amazing yeah. it's literally it's amazing and that was his first like ever role yeah. I mean it's just incredible talk yeah. about you know starting your career off I didn't even know this until you told me before the show. Um, that he's now a helicopter pilot and he flies people yeah, so around. He, <laughs> he, um, he, he has had his pilot's license forever. So he's always one of those, he's one of those that always is just challenging himself to learn the next thing or to, you know, so he has every black belt under the sun, every, you know, everything you can imagine. So flying was his like next big thing. So he, he 
now flies helicopters um, for a company out of Van Nuys. He actually is really good friends. You know, Ari, who flew Kobe, um, and he actually taught my father how to fly. So Ari, I knew Ari very well. And um, he kind of, my dad took a, when they were, they worked out of the same company in Long Beach that Ari flew Kobe out of. And my dad left that company when all that went down because it was just too much. And he went to another company in Van Nuys where he is now. But, um, yeah, that's a whole story for a different day. My dad ran out and was like, Ari, what are you doing? You, you know, you're not flying in this. And mm. when you have, you know, contracts and you've got to pay the bills and you have, you know, clients that demand certain things. I mean, it's just terrible. That whole thing is just terrible what happened. Yeah. But yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea he was uh, <clears throat> doing that until you told me. But yeah, just the fact that I mean I grew up on Greece. I mean Greece came out in seventy eight. I was you know, I was born in seventy five, but you know, when I started watching movies in the early eighties to mid eighties, you know, Greece was a thing and Greece was Yeah, absolutely. And then to see him do that and then to see him, you know, on some of the shows later on that I, I can't say that I was a huge fan of you know, Falcon Crest, but did I yeah, yeah, renegade? Yeah. No, did, totally. I, did I see totally. it? Yeah. Did I see it on yeah. TV? Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. My dad was literally, we would go to Disneyland and I was like eight, nine, and my dad would be mobbed like Michael Jackson. I mean, he, I growing up, my father was, I mean, we couldn't go anywhere. So, I mean, I grew up with like that whole, it was just, normal to me you know that that just being chased and I mean just crowds at Disneyland just crowds would just like a mob scene you know and so my dad is always you know he's had his hits because he's married women and they've taken everything (laughs) but he's always come back stronger um which is, I mean, he's just resilient. There's nothing that could stop that man. So, yeah, uh, he's he's one of a kind, to say the least. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but Shane, thank you, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so glad that I was able to uh, get in touch with you, and we were able to get this done. And of course, if, a, the, if you ever want me to come on again, you just give me a call. I'm Oh, you'll be on again. Always, trust me. I'm <laughs> always down to chat and I'm sure we'll talk again in the next few months with stuff going on. So Yeah, no. I we you will definitely be someone that's going to be on the podcast uh again in the future, but uh I'm glad we were able to just catch up and kind of go over, you know, your season and talk about everything that's happened since your season because there was a lot of stuff. Like I said, I think I think your life is quite fascinating post bachelor world you know there is so much there's so much that um i could share and tell and talk about just so many different life experiences from me growing up to what i've been through i mean i am ready to help anybody you know that'll listen as far as narcissism goes but um Absolutely. I would love to, to keep, to keep in touch. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. And uh, yeah, good to have a great holiday and great new year. And uh, we will definitely be in touch. Okay. You too. Thank you so much. We'll talk next year. (laughs) Okay. Bye Shane. (laughs) Bye. Shane effing Lamas people. (laughs) I mean, I told you it was good. And I love the people that have zero filter. And I love the people that are so far removed from the show. They don't care what they say. And it was really interesting hearing Shane's story because I only knew parts of it. You know, I know that she was married to Nick Ritchie and they got married really quick and it was a Vegas wedding. But to hear her talk about it and to hear her even try and put herself back in that situation and she can't even she can't even think of what it was like 10 years ago to do that. She's just like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I thought we were going to date and do it backwards, but... Yeah, um, you know, life lesson learned for sure, but she's got two great kids out of it, and, um, you know, the divorce uh, was seven months ago. She's moving on, and good for her. Uh, it's it's great to see her thriving, and I'm, 
and I'm glad she came on. I'm glad I was able to track her down. Someone pointed out to me that she was on Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop podcast. I emailed Shane. I was like, oh, she'd be great to have on, and she emailed me right back. So that was great to hear from her. I hope you all enjoyed both parts of that interview over the last two weeks. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. I hope that you guys have a great 2022, new year, new us, and we'll just keep chugging along here on realitysteve.com. So for Shane Lamas, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. 